Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini. This time, joined by many faces. Joined by Tyler Rivnack, Alex Morrison, and co-host Nick Musto. Guys, introduce yourself. I'm co-host Nick Musto. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Alex Morrison. Yep, and I'm Tyler Rivnack. So, these episodes are going to be each week there for our Fantasy League, the Wag Me War Zone. Uh, if you didn't watch our draft, it's a 12-team, three-wide receiver PPR league running deep as hell, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're just here to shit-talk each other. Um, today, we're going to – first, before I'm going to go into what we're doing today, follow us on our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, at Wagme Fantasy. Don't forget, subscribe to the newsletter, Winning with Wagme. Nick, what do we call it? The New York Times of Fantasy Football. Damn straight. Uh, subscribe on our website, wagmefantasy.com. That's all with the socials. What are we going to talk about today, Nick? Uh, we're going to be going through a bit of a hodgepodge of updates. We'll do injury report. Um, we'll do some start and sit We'll do um, buy low, sell high for the beginning of the season. And then we'll briefly discuss our game of the week in the Wagmin War Zone. Hell yeah. So I'm going to start with the news. Um, Chris Godwin just shed his brace the other day. There is a chance he suits up for week one. Guys, if you had Chris Godwin on your team, would you start him or sit him given um, his injury risk, whether he's active or not? He is sitting on my bench. I would absolutely <laughs> start him if he's playing, if he's active. It's, it's a great question because I have him in two leagues, and my choices, one, would be in the Wagney war zone, play Isaiah McKenzie, or roll with Godwin. So I'm not too sure Isaiah what Mc- I want to do in that position. Isaiah McKenzie's like piss in a bucket. Um, he's probably going to score as much as that bucket. Um, so I'd go with Chris Godwin personally. But my oh, I mean, I appreciate it. I know, I know you have him. My conundrum is Godwin or who am I starting? Gabe Davis. And I say Gabe Davis for sure. I say Gabe Davis for sure. You got a wide receiver, Davis, wide yeah. receiver two on a high-powered offense, passing offense. Josh Allen, there's there's no decision there. Plus, I want someone in the opening night just for fun. You know, I feel like I got to celebrate the opening night. It's going to be fun anyway. T. Higgins, T. Higgins, practice Monday, shoulder, encouraging for week one. I don't think he's going to be absent. Um, he's, got a, be he's got a juicy matchup against Pittsburgh. I feel like he torches you guys every year at least once. CD should be back. He's practicing foot laceration, which um, for you non-medical folk, that means a cut on the foot. <laughs> Real bad ones. Michael Gallup. It did require stitches as well. What's that? It did require stitches as well. Oh, That's shit. Well, who doesn't have stitches nowadays, you know? Yeah, he, sh- he should I mean, be back. I- Nick, yeah? Michael Gallup is not officially ruled out for week one. Um, I think he will be out, but that gives me a boost of confidence in his return sooner than later. Does that impact how any of you view CD, or um, is he still clear-cut elite wide receiver one in fantasy football? No, Gallup's a good compliment, but CD is the team's number one. He is the best talent on the offense, and with Cooper gone, Gallup doesn't concern me whether he plays or not. I think I agree with that. I mean, CD is the clear number one. Him and Dak have a great connection. 
but I also feel that uh, Gallup will take some touches away from him, but not to a point of him not being the clear wide receiver one. Tyler's about to burst over here. He's definitely thinking about it. No, I mean, CD's still going to get a great portion of the uh, targets on the team. Gallup doesn't take away that much. I feel like, but Dallas has had three receivers back-to-back years with 100-plus targets. If Michael Gallup plays 15-plus games, he could be like a top 40 wide receiver, someone that um, is a viable flex option, especially in our league since um, we're such a deep league. Rondell Moore, hopeful to play Sunday with an undisclosed injury. Um, One that I am monitoring the most is Alan Lazard is questionable with an undisclosed injury. That worries me. He is my third wide receiver in our league. Um, without him, I'd be flushing Sky Moore into the starting lineup. So I'm hoping he plays. Irv Smith, good to go. James Robinson should play Sunday. That's all the injury news. Anything else you guys have? Are we sure? Are we sure Lazard is undisclosed? Because I maybe I'm wrong. Didn't really pay much attention to it because I'm not a Lazard owner, <laughs> which is a bad thing, I guess. Um, but I saw a report, I believe, that said it was hamstring. Well. If it's a Maybe. hamstring, you know, like I said, with stitches, who doesn't have a hamstring injury nowadays? Uh, hamstring kind of concerns me. That's something that can keep coming back. I'm going to will him to be fine. Um, he is locked in as my three third wide receiver. Oh, a big one we overlooked. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson have no injury designation. Neither does Matt Stafford. So that Rams offense is cooking um, for Thursday night's opener. You don't have to worry about Cooper Cup being on the receiving end of John Walford. Injury news, that's it. Let's get into some stardom sit-ems. Um, who's your, your guys' lock start of the week at quarterback for all of you? Are you saying for me, it's Russell Wilson. my team? In general. All right. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Josh Allen opening night. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? <laughs> no shit. He's starting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to agree with Nick on that one. Uh, Russell Wilson has a very favorable matchup and has a has a lot to prove to Seattle and to Denver both, um, prove that he's worth the money that he's getting paid, and I'm with him that he is the lock of the week for starting. Um, yeah, Broncos country, baby. I could have just agreed with that, but I'm trying to think of anyone else who's on a new offense with something to prove and – Trevor Lawrence does have a good match. I, I was about to say, I have two other names mentioned in in my stardoms for this week. Aaron Rodgers at Minnesota. The dude just torches his division like week in, week out, uh, year in, year out. Over the last two years, he's had 38 touchdowns and zero interceptions in divisional games. Uh, you're not going to get much. You know who, go. Uh, I was going to say, sorry. You know who might be a sneaky good start? Um, at the quarterback position this year or this week would be Matt Ryan uh, going against Houston. Terrible defense all around. Um, they should run up the points, and that could be in the benefit of Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce, Stephen Moai, Cox. So I think Matt Ryan could have a big game, although he's not someone that is in many starting lineups. I wonder what his percent roster is, probably like 10%. I think he's going to have a good game because I actually hired – a stabber to stab Jonathan Taylor since I play him this week. Um, so Don't you have Jonathan Taylor? No, I do not. I play against him, and that's why Matt Ryan's going to have a big game this week. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh no, that's our sixteen. All right, stardom. 
running back, who's your lock of the week? My guy is James Conner, home against Kansas City. Um, I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and he's going to find the end zone multiple times. Tyler, you're laughing at me. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because I want to say Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's the number one guy, no shit. <laughs> In case you're considering benching Jonathan Taylor, listen to this guy right here. He'll convince you otherwise. If you were in a PPR league, Eli Mitchell is my start of the week. Uh, I think with Trey Lance's first start, there's going to be a lot of dump passes to running backs, and I think Eli's the guy. Either way, he tore up Chicago last year. He averaged like 7.6 yards per carry against them and went over for 20 points. So, yeah, Eli Mitchell's in my lineup. I, I love that pick by yours. My confirmation bias says you are right, out. <laughs> No, he had a lot of big games last uh, year. I like Joe Mixon. You like Joe? I like Joe Mixon. Going up against the Steelers. Shred him last year. Uh, questionable run defense. It was one of the worst in the league last season. Not many improvements were made, sadly. Um, but Joe Mixon could have a very big game. Wide could rec- finish RB1 on the week. Wide receivers. I am picking Terry McLaurin to have a big week. I'm the biggest anti-Terry McLaurin guy. There is, uh, but I love his matchup against Jacksonville. He's, I don't even know a corner on Jacksonville at this point. Um, Jalen Ramsey? No. no. He's on the no, he's so on I was the just kidding. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't been in Jacksonville for a minute. <laughs> no, but exactly. So McLaurin's going to be open in open seas against Jacksonville. I love him. I like the Washington offense as a whole. It's going to be a shit show. Um, that game's going to contain some fantasy relevance this week. I okay, I will go. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think if Lazard's in action, he's definitely someone I want to see on my team. Oh, baby, you will see Lazard out there. Don't you worry about it. You are gonna see him in action. Two oh, touchdowns. That's my bold prediction. Two touchdowns this weekend. He's gonna will me to victory. I knew we. Mentioned, uh, I know we mentioned Gabe Davis earlier, but I. I think that he's a locked and loaded big game this week. Um, Jalen Ramsey will be completely focused on Stephon Diggs. Even Gabe Davis wide open behind, behind, beyond the coverage. Often throughout the game, Josh Allen will find him, and he's going to have a very big game to start the season. And people are going to be wondering, is Gabe Davis the receiver to have on the Bills? No, it's not true, but he'll have a big game. T. Higgins is also a, a stardom for me this week. Um, he has the history of – dominating Pittsburgh two performances over 22 points over the last two years um, I'm not too fond of Joe Burrow he actually made my sit him this week uh, but T Higgins I still feel like is going to have a big game home against Pittsburgh uh, I know Tyler is going to cry it's not going to happen not going to happen your Steelers bias says so I don't know. Um, my, my lock of the week at receiver is uh, DJ Moore. Baker, once again, a guy that has a lot to prove this week, playing against his old oh, team. Yeah. Uh, he's he's historically picked a receiver and throws to him a lot, and I think that guy this year is DJ Moore. And he's going he's gonna to have not only a great week but a great season. They definitely did that on purpose with uh, Russell Wilson revisiting Seattle and then Carolina and Cleveland lining up with each other. 
You can't tell me they didn't do that on no, purpose. Absolutely. Oh, no, the NFL knows what they're doing. Money season. Tight end, stardom. TJ Hawkinson, he scored 19 last year against Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia gave up the most points to tight ends last year. Uh, he's easily my lock for the week. Um, he is without Jamison Williams. He's one of the best tight ends in the first half of the season. Uh, yeah, that that pretty much summarizes it. Eagles gave up the most receptions and tight ends to the tight end position last year. I don't see that. I don't see them giving up the most by all means, but it's not like they're going to fix that void in their defense uh, year over year. He's going to have a big game. Give me Alberto, the name of my fantasy team in the Wag Me War Zone. How do you say his last name? I have no idea. I don't any, even want to try to pronounce it. Okwagamon. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Alberto is going to have a big, big week. Um, I feel like they're going to be in the red zone a lot, and if Seattle can shut down the combo of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, they're going to have to pass to a big target within the red zone, and that's going to be my boy, Alberto. Tyler, who's sitting for you? Any position this week? Man, I was just ready to talk about my tight end. I'm starting. All right, who are you talking about? <laughs> I know you guys aren't fans of Dawson Knox, but I really like what he might be able to do on the Bills offense. I don't, I don't like him in general or this week. Uh, I feel like L.A., I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just don't think L.A. is going to let him find the end zone, and he's too reliable on that. But, you know, he's in your lineup for a reason. Cause he sucks. I'm going to agree. C.J. Uh, Hawkinson's the start of the week at the tight end position, I think. Um, I, I really think his Lions offense is going to be very good this year. Um, surprised a lot of people. And good teams with good tight ends, the tight ends tend to perform well. Like and the fair matchup is fairly favorable. Sit him, quarterback. Dak Prescott, home against Tampa Bay. He threw 58 times against them last year. Uh, I don't see I don't see them being so one-dimensional against them. Tampa Bay's got a pretty loaded defense, two of the best corners in the game. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be a rough start to the season. In Dallas, they're going to have to adjust to having a poor line. Uh, they did talk about signing Jason Peters. In fact, I think they did agree to terms. Someone could fact check me on that. But I don't like Dak Prescott this week going up against a strong Tampa Bay defense. Sit him on your bench. Uh, yeah, those are two great picks. Um, just to highlight the Cowboys real quick, another fit for this week would be Zeke. I know we're not talking about running backs yet, but Zeke is going to have an awful game as well as Tony Pollard. I wouldn't put any either of them in my starting lineup this week against the Bucks. For one, they're a great run defense. And two, we haven't seen what that duo is going to look like this year. Um, so just sit them for a week. Y you'll be happy. Um, but back to quarterback, to attack of Iloa, going up against New England this year. Um, the Patriots are historically bad when they go to um, Miami. However, the defense is just too good, and Tua is just not good. So I would I would be avoiding that, and I would also be avoiding Jalen Waddle this week, I'm going to be honest. And if you could avoid to start Tyreek as well, I would do so, but you most likely can't as he was probably your second-round pick. Yeah, I see New England's defense just clamping people down. Um, that's yeah. what they did last year. I'm looking at our, our projections – Tyler, you're projected to lose. 
with me. Uh, I too am projected. Lo- All of us are projected losing here. So for that reason, we're gonna throw projections out the window. <laughs> I agree. They're bullshit. I, um, I I also agree. That is that is bullshit. All four of us projected to lose. I I always see ESPN generates like those projected finishes in every league. And every year I'm projected after the draft like dead last. And it's like you just wait, you damn bastards. <laughs> I'm coming for you all. And then and you it, and then you finish second to last. No, 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 no. <laughs> I took runner, I took runner up last year. Okay. Oh, here we go. Respectfully. <laughs> Got to defend him. What, what do you yep. win for runner up? It's like the $5. second 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 most <laughs> yeah I mean second most money in there at least in my league you win a good bit of money for runner up I mean twenty dollar entry you know I'm walking away with sixty bucks you know light work three hundred percent returns for you financial math people <laughs> now going back to uh, sitting quarterbacks though I think I'm sitting Jalen Hurts this week and why I kn- <laughs> listen so <laughs> he has some new weapons and I just don't think he is a good quarterback or a proven quarterback yet. And until he proves to me that he is that guy, he's not going to start for me. But, I mean, that that might just be me, but I, I do not think that he's going to have a good game against Detroit. I'll wager like $5 on him scoring 24 or above this week. Four point, mm-hmm. four point pass touchdown. No. I'll take five on you there. You taking it with me, Nick? I'll, I'll take it against you. Okay. Sure. Over, over. I agree. There's going to be some things to work out. Okay. 23 and a half is the line. Over, under, right there. Uh, uh, four points I'll for a you. touchdown. I'm going on the under. I'm go- I'm saying over. I think he finds the end zone with his legs. Uh, you remember that one, buddy. You know where my Venmo is. <laughs> Running backs. David Montgomery home against San Francisco. Not finding my lineup this week. Uh, last year, he had a poor performance against them. Um Look, San Francisco's a, an elite defense. Uh, <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> not, not necessary. Had to. Do not edit that out. Nah, it's it's staying. <laughs> uh, nothing gets cut out here. That's too, too much technology for me. But uh, no, Montgomery. He's on a poor offense. That's going to be losing the entire game. Um, going up against a great defense. Niners allowed the seventh least rushing yards in the league. I don't see it happening. Um, he's he's not finding my lineups. I am also uh, sitting nausea this week. Uh, he is going to be handed the ball a ton, and he's going to get two to three yards each time he's handing the ball, and he's lucky if he finds the end zone once I hope against so. a very good Cincinnati front. So. It was Cincinnati, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a game that he scored like, or no, he caught 14 balls the first time they played each other. I don't know. Steeler game. Um, yeah, I, I believe you're correct. Dumb passes. That's right. Yeah, I'm hoping for like seven catches and a solid 15 points, you know. I don't know. We got a new quarterback starting in Pittsburgh. He's going to want to be safe. I could see some receiving for Najee Harris, too. Hey, there's going to be some receiving, but it's only going to be because you know the lines. How many games do you get? Awful. How many games do you get, Mitch Trubisky? Over six. Uh, yeah, half the season. I, w- I want to say he's a starter all season, and he gets y'all in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to be his job until he loses it. I agree with that statement. So it's really tough because um, he's not really shown anything that bad in preseason. So it's really hard to tell. My tips at running back this week, 
Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Uh, not a good matchup. Both of them are healthy. They're going to split time. I can see Daryl Henderson outperforming Akers this week. I'm just scared of it. want to see how that duo plays out before either of them go into my starting lineup. Yeah, another uh, running back by committee that I would sit. I'd sit yeah. Josh Jacobs this week. Um, it's clear that Las Vegas is going to be doing a running back by committee, and I don't know how much they'll be running the ball in the first place, so I'm not playing Josh Jacobs this week either. I was the biggest Josh Jacobs, like, stander all offseason. You loved him. I loved him. Yeah. I loved him, but same thing with ETN. He just crashed down my boards as we got through the uh, off season and preseason. Wide receivers to sit. Yeah. Chris, okay. Go ahead. Chris Godwin, you got to send him in his first game. I think he's going to be on a snap chair. Uh, DK Metcalf home against Denver. He just fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, that's a, that's a little far. I, I wouldn't maybe. I wouldn't quite go that far. He's but. gonna Patrick Sertain's gonna blanket him. Gonna yeah, Patrick Sertain, Justin Simmons. That defense is stacked. Like no fly zone again in Denver. Back. I am one hundred percent with you to sit DK. I would not say he fucking sucks though. Drake London, <laughs> Drake London should not be in your lineup to begin with, but in case if he is, just take him out of there. Uh, it's going to be rough for Atlanta. Kyle Pitts also finds himself on my sit this week. I think Atlanta, it'll be hard to <laughs> – why? Did I just steal your talking point? No, I drafted him. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler was not too happy with that comment. It just flipped me off. Uh, but, no, at- Atlanta's offense with Marcus Mariota Mar- – Mariota – in 2022, uh, no thanks, especially week one against New Orleans. Not going to happen. I'm going to flip to the Maybe other side of the ball. No, go ahead, Nick. I, I, I was just saying, Mariota really didn't look that bad in the preseason. No, he did. Uh, one of the highest. Yeah, yeah but I'm going to flip to the other side of the ball on that game and say that uh, week one, you got to sit Mike Thomas, see what happens, see him play a full, healthy game, see what he does how they utilize him and uh go from there tyler can we go back to running backs absolutely so i drafted c i drafted ceh but he's someone who's gonna sit on my bench if as long as i can make it possible he's just someone that like i do not want anywhere near my team i don't think i want a kansas city running back with a with with a patrick mahomes error like I, I don't know that I ever want a Kansas City running back, and unless they get some crazy draft pick, somehow. But he's really gonna have to show me something before he ends up in my lineup. I'd say it's time to mix in our uh, sell high this this early part of the season. Uh, so these are guys that are going to jump out to a hot start, and it might not be the wisest decision to hold on to them throughout the whole year. Um, they're, they're guys that are going to fade away once we get through the favorable, po- favorable part of their schedule. Um, my first sell-high prospect is obviously Marquise Brown. Uh, Hollywood is going to be on a tear a week-in, week-out wide receiver one without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, in Hopkins' absence, I, I see Hollywood just being a hyper-targeted receiver Nick, how what's that stat on Hollywood Brown's targets uh, throughout his career? Eight plus. Targets? Um, yeah, I believe it's eight plus targets in twenty nine out of forty three starts. I think those that was like two months ago that I brought that one up. 
Um, yeah, 29 out of 43 out of 43 starts, eight plus targets, and he's really considered to be more of a um, big play guy instead of a volume guy. So that's encouraging for him. A streaker. The the two are like, look at the Arizona Cardinals schedule: Kansas City, Las Vegas, the Rams, and the Panthers. So you get three teams off the bat, all inside the top 13 fastest pace of plays. Um, it's going to be high-scoring affairs. How many of those? One of them is a divisional matchup. Uh, NFC West is capable of fireworks. I think Hollywood Brown is going to be off to a fast start. Carolina is a favorable matchup as well. Um, I just I, There's a lot of ambiguity in if he can carry this on throughout the whole season. I don't know if he can. Might be an opportunistic, opportunistic time to sell him after his hot start. Yeah, there's some uh, shadows surrounding Zach Ertz right now as well. Um, injured on and off the practice field. I'm not sure what his status is currently, but I know from just through this past week, he's been having some issues down the field. So he will have a hot start. I'm getting it. I think so too. <laughs> I okay. think another uh, wide receiver that, has a hot start that you can sell high after uh, week six to eight is uh, Mr. Sammy Watkins in Green Bay. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to take at least half the season to start trusting some of his young receivers. And besides Lazard and Watkins, he doesn't really have anyone that's not a very young receiver. So uh, he is someone that I think is going to get targeted a lot. Um, and hell, he might have a solid season all around, but I think he fades off whenever Aaron Rodgers starts to text, uh, starts to trust some of that younger talent. I agree. Um, he he tends to start seasons very well throughout just throughout his uh, career. Um, another veteran receiver on that offense, though. Randall Cobb um, had five touchdowns last year in only eleven games. Um, I think he had like ninety-three targets. I believe was the number. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around there. If it's not ninety-three. Um, so there could be multiple Packers receivers that could start out hot because of their um, veteran prowess. Uh, Aaron Rodgers might lean on them to start the season and then notice that, hey, these rookie receivers do have a step on my veterans, so I'm going to start targeting them. So, yeah, you can sell high on both of those guys, I think, to start the season. MVS has the, had the most targets as a rookie with Aaron Rodgers. That was just 73. Uh, so I'm not weighing too heavily into rookie wide receivers in Green Bay making a significant impact. Uh, so I'm holding Alan Lazard nice and pretty. He'll be there all season. Are we only doing Are we only doing receivers right now or I mean if you got another player, shoot him. I mean I got a running back. Okay. Uh Dave Montgomery. Uh see the Bears have one of the best uh, the best strength of schedules for running backs um this season. However, to near the end of the season, they finish with the Packers, the Bills, and the Vikings. So those are three very unfavorable matchups that you may be looking to avoid having to start because most likely you drafted Dave Montgomery um, to your starting lineup. So after he starts the season very well against, he goes, um, he has the Giants, the Commanders, the Cowboys, a poor run defense, the Lions, the Jets. Those are all in one stretch. Yeah. So he has a very good start of the season. So you want to, um, after he maybe 
halfway through that stretch or at the end of the stretch even because he'll be putting up good numbers each week, look to trade him, get a big haul for a guy that people think is a stud at the moment. Montgomery's averaged 22.5 points per game over the past two years against Green Bay, faces them week two, and then gets two favorable matchups, Texans and Giants in week three and four. Might be a good time to sell them in the thick of those weeks. Yeah, and then I'm going to jump in with uh, A.J. Brown. He starts off with a nice nice schedule for a fantasy wide receiver with Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, and Jacksonville. All teams that gave up a lot of points to wide receivers last year. And then after that, weather starts to change. Teams might start running the ball a little bit more. Might want to get rid of him for while you can. He's like my antichrist. I hate that dude. Call him AJ Bust for a reason. AJ <laughs> AJ Bust, yeah. I mean, I I agree. He's gonna he's got a favorable opening four weeks. Uh, arguably the most favorable opening four weeks for any player in fantasy football. Uh, with that being said, he cannot sustain the level of production he will in the first month. Prime sell high candidate right there, uh, especially because he's got already a delusional fantasy value. Uh, so yeah, re- really shift him off your boat if you can. I don't know. I I disagree a little bit. I know you're a big AJ Bus guy, but um, as much as I did shit talk Jalen Hurts earlier, I'm a big guy that if you get a quarterback upgrade, which although it's not much, going from Ryan Tannehill to Jalen Hurts is a bit of an upgrade. Um, so I like receivers that get quarterback upgrades. I like AJ Brown this season. You're just bashing Jalen Hurts hey, like I'm, five minutes ago. I'm all I'm saying is he's better than Ryan Tannehill. All I'm saying is he's better than Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I think they're both the quick. As far as it comes to passing, I'm not sure. Tannehill might I think be both, the better quarterback or receiver. Both are more or less the same type. Who was the last great receiver that Jalen Hurts supported in fantasy? Uh never. Devontae <laughs> Smith has two back Point proven. Slow starters, guys that you should buy low on in the beginning of the season. My prime buy low guy, and this is someone, Nick, you mentioned as a sit for this week. That's Jalen Waddle. He has a brutal opening schedule. New England, then at Baltimore, getting shadowed by Marlon Humphrey in the slot. Faces Buffalo, and then at Cincinnati. Uh, Mike Hilton's a slot corner for Cincinnati, and Teron Johnson, I, I Taron Johnson, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, is a slot corner for Buffalo. Regardless, those two are top four slot corners, according to PFF. Um, he's got brutal matchups each week. Uh, he's in a n- new offense. Tyreek Hill is going to be there to avert some of the defense's attention. Uh, I just think the opening four weeks is going to be a sour stretch for him. He's going to start slow out of the gate. His, again, he's got arguably the hardest matchups for any receiver. New offense, new quarterback, new receiver to play with. He's a buy-low guy for me. I'm going to be targeting him. Yeah, I mean, I, I – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You go, Nick. <laughs> I was going to say, um, yeah, Waddle along with Tyreek. I mean, I – I have not been high on Tyreek whatsoever. Um, I haven't been drafting either Tyreek or Waddle. 
because I don't really like Tua. I don't like the offense. It scares me, and I don't like the target share that they're going to have to um, deal with throughout the season. So both of those guys for me are wouldn't really be by lows because they're just not someone I want throughout the season. It might be what what it could be is use the name now and try to get someone that you think could have a better season. Because uh, Waddle and Tyreek both have already established themselves, uh, more so Waddle established himself already, but Tyreek's been established. So you might be able to get a good haul for those guys now anyways and avoid dealing with, oh, Waddle went off this week, Tyreek didn't. Tyreek went off this week, Waddle didn't. Who's another buy low guy for you? I think that for uh, for me would be Javante Williams. Um, you don't know. Every, every time you think Melvin Gordon is going away, he reappears somehow, some way. Um, and I think in the first few weeks, at least, he will be reappearing. Um, and, you know, eventually, though, uh, which is pretty much what happened last year, Melvin Gordon fades off, fades off by, you know, week seven, week eight, about halfway through the season, and it's the Javante show. And uh, if you can buy him low early in the season, it'll uh, help you out whenever it really matters towards playoff time. Yeah, I agree. I think Melvin Gordon gets phased out kind of mid-season, and it, it is the Javante show, someone I've been getting more high on as we get closer to the season. I'm going to say Brees Hall. I, I avoided rookie running backs before, but I'm not going to make that mistake again this year. He's someone that he's going to show what he can do early in the season, although he's a tough start. After the bye week, week nine is really when he can make his mark, and everyone's going to want him, and there's no better time to get him in now. Yeah, he's one of the guys that I highlighted in winning with Wagme this morning. I just feel like rookie running backs are brought along slow, like Javante Williams last year. Um, as we progressed through the season, he gained a became more of an integral part to the offense. I think that's going to happen with Brees Hall. Um, Michael Carter could be his kryptonite for the opening six, seven weeks, especially, like you said, brutal opening schedule. Uh, game flow could take him off the field. Nick, you got anyone? Uh, what position are we looking at? Do you care? Anybody. Buy them low. Oh, boy. We kind of went through my guys. Um, I got two others. Go for it. Kyle Pitts. Uh, brutal opening schedule in New Orleans, L.A. Uh, then it lightens up with Seattle and Cleveland. But nonetheless, uh, it's going to take some, some time to, to evolve with his new quarterback and Marcus Mariota. And Drake London. Once he gets his big boy pants on, I feel like he's going to be a dynamic playmaker. But Kyle Pitts is going to have to handle the majority of the load at the beginning of the season. He could have a rough first four weeks. Um, if it's just two poor performances to start the season against L.A. and New Orleans, two of the best teams at guarding the tight end, uh, he could be on the trade block, and he's an elite tight end this year. Another guy is Rashad Bateman. He is actually one of my favorites. Starts out at the Jets, home against Miami, at New England, home against Buffalo. So, uh, cupcake where they're probably going to run quite a bit, run all over New York's poor defense. And then you get three tough matchups. I mean, and Miami is going to be shadowed by Xavier Howard or Byron Jones. And then New England, uh, one of the best 
they let up the least amount of receptions by receivers. Buffalo allowed only six receiving touchdowns by wide receivers last year. Uh, Rashad Bateman's going to have a tough first four weeks. He's a prime buy low candidate for me as well. That Buffalo statistic um, amazes me. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's, it's it's hard to think. It's stupid. It really is. In 17 games, you only allow six receiving touchdowns to, to wide receivers. It's ridiculous. And then Gabe Davis had – wait, no, that is Buffalo. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go uh, one more guy for uh, Bylos, Allen Robinson. We did not discuss him yet, correct? Correct. Correct. Um, so not really a favorable season. Uh, they play the AFC West. That's their divisional matchup in the AFC. Um, and then their division is also very difficult. But he he's going to be slowly integrated, um, like some other guys we've talked about. So he, he won't have those big games to start the season. And he's not going to be a reception guy. He's going to be a red zone guy. But that's something that you want. And you might be able to buy him for a cheap amount um, after the first couple weeks. Um, and then he'll, he'll slowly just start to get more involved in the offense. Uh, game Matt Stafford's trust in-game. Also Sean McVay's trust because – this is an offense that draws up plays for individual players. So as as time goes on, they'll see what he's capable of and start drawing up more plays to get Allen Robinson more involved. I agree. And, you know, first week he's faces a tough matchup with Buffalo. Uh, he's yeah. one of my guys as well. So, yeah, those are Allen Robinson, Rashad Bateman, Kyle Pitts, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddell, Javante Williams. Buy them low. Uh, they're going to have a rough first four weeks. Uh, don't worry, though. They're going to finish strong. Now it's time to get to the game of the week. I feel like we should have, like, music for this or, like... Uh, no no Yeah. Da-na-na. That, and, that and, might be copyright. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, game of the week this week. Nick Musto, you are playing against Luke. Uh, he is a shithead in our league. Uh, so, <laughs> Nick, at quarterback, you got Tom Brady. Then your strong running back duo, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, two cor- the cornerstones behind your lineup. Then you have an intriguing blend of upside in your receivers, Cortland Sutton, Gabe Davis, Juju Smith-Schuster, then Chris Godwin in your flex. Rounded out by TJ Hawkinson, the beautiful matchup against Philadelphia. Now I understand why you were on my side with TJ Hawkinson earlier. <laughs> uh, Luke, on the other hand, he's got a the – Los Angeles Rams backfield, Matt Stafford, Cam Akers, Josh Jacobs, Jamar Chase, and Michael Pittman are his cornerstones behind his team. Rondell Moore joins him for his third receiver. And he's starting uniquely two tight ends with Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end in the league, and then Dallas Goddard in his flex. Uh, so the pretty much a consensus of the league said Nick would win. <laughs> Alex, who's your pick? So I initially took Luke, um, and then I just, you know, was listening and looking through his lineup, and I actually am texting in the league chat right now. Um, I, I'm changing my vote to Nick. Luke is starting his two running backs, who are both sit-ems for me this week. Um, I, I don't see him. I don't see him winning. Wow. Uh, I'm going to close this guy. He's starting two tight ends. Are you kidding me? This is this I'm is gonna... close. This is going to be painful for him. He's not going to get a single vote unless if Tyler, who is your pick for no. this week. So initially I went right with Nick without even checking the game, Team Wagney, but 
after looking at the teams, I'm going to double down and stick with Nick. I just don't see <laughs> I don't see how Luke can pull this one out. I really want to fade everybody because if you if, just want the record. Well, yeah, if Luke wins, you know, uh you you have an advantage already. <laughs> I'd have a one game lead on everybody. On the other hand, on the other hand, I cannot be convinced that Luke's going to beat you. Um, this isn't confirmation bias. This is just straight facts. I don't like the same quarterback and running back on the same night. I feel like you're capping your upside. You're stuck with about a 30-point ceiling there between a QB and a running back. Um, with that being said, if there's like a receiving touchdown for Cam Akers, good luck, buddy. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he's going to be in a high-scoring affair. You know, Jamar Chase, I feel like, is going to be silenced by Pick Pittsburgh. Um, not by their intention. It's going to be more so just like what happens during the game. It's going to be a low-scoring game, most likely. Yes, yes, and no big plays over the top. Michael Pittman's going to have a huge game against Houston, but I don't know if that's enough. Rondell, I do like yeah. his, his opportunity this week. Um, oh, He's injured. I really want to fade you. I really Really, really want to fade you. Well, how about this? Does your opinion change if um? So actually, I have to make this decision on um very soon, I think, because if if I decide to go with benching Godwin this week, I'd have to play Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis, or I could go to Paris Campbell against Houston, which I do kind of like. Um, so would your opinion change if I'm starting one of them instead of Godwin? No. Okay. I like that. That wasn't me. That wasn't me saying that. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Screw all of you. I'm pick. I'm picking Luke. Um, you you're know, shooting yourself in the foot. It's just me trying to get an advantage. Psych. I we vote for ourselves. We vote on our like if we're the game of the week, we vote too, right? Yep. Damn I feel straight. like if you're game okay. of the week, you should have to vote. For I yourself. feel like yeah, you can't vote against yourself yeah. though. Like no, you got to double down. <laughs> Now, here's, here's what I'll say. The, you know, my big thing for taking you, Nick, is looking at your three receivers right here. I think there are three of the receivers with the highest upside uh, in this draft, and um, at least one of the three is bound to pop off this week. Uh, in my personal opinion, I think it's either going to be Gabe Davis or Cortland Sutton, but Juju has the same possibility, and if he plays, if he's healthy, Chris Godwin also has that possibility. So who knows? You could get lucky and all four of them go off this week, and this conversation doesn't even need to be had. I'm, I'm just hoping you lose, buddy. Uh, <laughs> the, I know. That's, that's my recipe for success. That is – any last comments by any of you? Anything else to add? I'm uh, gonna, you suck, Luke. That's it. <laughs> when you listen to this. Um, that's going to do it then. That's week one for Wag Me Warzone. We're going to get like new guests in here every week, uh, like one or two extra callers in our league just, just to add some flair to it. Uh, but, yeah, check out our socials. Connect with us at Wag Me Fantasy, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and also subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with Wag Me. It is the New York Times of Fantasy Football. All the tools you need to make your championship this year, go ahead and do that at wagmefantasy.com. That's going to wrap it up, folks. We are done today. 